Hey, it's PF, and the sound of my voice up front, of course, can mean only one thing, the week got away from me again. I had a guest scheduled for Friday, but uh, he got busy, yeah, hopefully we'll get that scheduled for this week, and we'll have a new episode uh, next week for you, but we're uh, back to the archives here. These are episodes you can't even find in Podbean, they're so old, it's the first, uh, from the first eight or nine episodes. This is episode number seven, just double-checking my list here, that is correct, and it features my uh, buddy from high school, Bob Gray, uh, we started on the radio together at the high school radio station and Bob has gone on to be uh, he's a, a writer director he also does camera work for uh, ESPN and ABC sports uh, and he also has directed some baseball games and football games and uh, things like that as well so uh, a, a multi-talented guy Bob is anyway uh, Bob got mixed up in some kind of a situation a couple of years ago he uh, moved was moving back and forth between Cleveland and Los Angeles and in the process uh, he gave up his cell phone number for some reason so he came back to Los Los Angeles and requested a new one, and he got the phone number of a famous comedian, and uh, I I will reveal on the other side who it is because it's now widely known. I don't know if he tells us in this interview or not, but anyway, uh, and I'll tell you some other funny things on the other side of it as well. We'll hear the whole episode, but we'll also have a new song of the week at the end, so stay tuned for that. So here now from the Deep Archives, episode seven of PF's Tape Recorder. Enjoy. Hi, this is just Paula Poundstone, and you are listening to PF's recorder, which I think you should know what you're listening to. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. We've got a lot to get to on the podcast, starting off with my high school radio partner, Bob Gray. He moved to Los Angeles uh, about a year ago and inherited the phone number of a famous actor-slash-comedian, and started receiving phone calls from all sorts of people in Hollywood, including another actor-comedian and former member of the cast of Saturday Night Live. So when I told him the story, he, just, he was so enthralled by it. And in fact, he's the one that told me to start writing the script on it. We'll find out who called Bob, who's been calling Bob, and what he plans on doing with the phone number and with his newfound fame. We'll also be talking to Hot Shell Ray, RK, and Ian from that band discuss uh, their top 10 summertime hit, Tonight Tonight. And we'll also talk to Travis Clark of the band We the Kings and find out what band he would most like to see his band tour with as part of a double bill. But first, as always, we're going to start off with some fake news. And now, fake news. Several economists say the outlook has darkened for the U.S. economy, and many see a 30% chance of recession in the coming months. GOP leaders in both the House and Senate are working tirelessly to get that number up. A day after winning the Iowa straw poll, GOP presidential hopeful Michelle Bachman was pressed on issues such as the national debt and gay rights as she made the rounds of Sunday morning talk shows. She also spoke a lot about faith, echoing the sentiment of a voting public who are saying, God help us. I don't know if you can hear that, but I have the window open here at the studio. And, uh, well, we're in a wooded uh, area here in Cincinnati, and uh, you can hear a lot of crickets. And uh, that'll be kind of funny if you can pick that up on the microphone. This microphone picks up everything, so. China looks ready to launch a small space lab into orbit, space policy experts report, perhaps as soon as this month. 
the 8.5-ton Taiyagongol-1 Space Lab, the next step in China's manned space program, follows three successful launches of Chinese astronauts, or taikonauts, into space in the last decade. The Chinese will primarily use it to practice docking procedures. The space lab could also serve as a platform for space medicine, microgravity experiments, and other experiments, and to study manufacturing processes in space. The latter will begin as soon as enough children and prisoners can complete spaceflight training. Four of the five largest U.S. tobacco companies have sued the federal government over new graphic cigarette labels that include the sewn-up corpse of a smoker and a picture of a diseased lung, saying the warnings violate their free speech rights and will cost millions of dollars to print. Confusion over the new packaging rules has caused problems with other consumer goods, as thousands of packages of Lay's potato chips were printed with a picture of a fat guy sitting on his couch watching NASCAR. In a related story, the phone-tapping scandal in Britain has spread to the U.S., as a chain-smoking Fox journalist has been accused of hacking into several phones. Yeah, still the crickets. Greece takes a second bailout. Spain, Ireland, Italy, and Iceland continue to struggle with their economies, all to the dismay of France and Germany. Experts now say the Eurozone's crisis tarnishes Germany's Iron Lady, Angela Merkel. It, however, has had little effect on Britain's Iron Maiden, who have just wrapped up their most successful live tour in that band's 31-year history. And that's been Fake News with me and the Crickets. Okay, now it's time to talk to my old uh, high school radio partner, Bob Gray. Find out what's going on with this uh, cell phone number he inherited out there in Los Angeles. Okay, we're going to uh, call Bob Gray here on his uh, cell phone, the cell phone that used to belong to a mysterious comedian slash actor. So let's call, and we're going to guess who the celebrity, I'm going to guess who the celebrity is. Hello. Hello, Bob. Hey. It's P.F. Dude, how you doing? You Good. got the same last four digits as I do. Oh, really? Oh, you know, oh, I'm calling from, from Skype. Oh, hey, dude. Yeah. So, so we can so we can do the interview here. Um, now, is this? I, I called the phone, the, the the mystery phone. Did I not? Yeah, you did, dude. Uh, all right, awesome. Okay, so. <laughs> how right. you been? What's that? How you been? Great. Got the got the podcast going. Doing some stand up comedy. Doing some writing. Uh, uh, dude, that's awesome. You need to be out here. Get out of Cincinnati. Oh, I know you. Uh, and you're back in Los Angeles from Cleveland. Yeah. Cool. And uh, for folks that don't know, and we'll put a link on the, uh, I'll, I'll put it on the uh, blog for the podcast. Is that uh, Bob directed a movie called Bigfoot, sort of a horror thriller, very reminiscent of a movie you would watch uh, late night in the 1970s, perhaps after mom and dad went to bed, and uh, or maybe on Saturday afternoon, like Superhost used to do in Cleveland. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, quickly, walk us through uh, how you came uh, about getting this phone. I know I've heard the story a couple of times, but for folks that maybe haven't heard it yet, how did you come across this mysterious cell phone or cell phone number? Basically, is what it is. Yeah. When I moved back here from Los Angeles, uh, I'm sorry. When I moved back to Los Angeles from Cleveland, I uh, wanted to get rid of that 440 area code and get a 310. And actually, I ended up in a fight, and well, not a fight, but an argument with my girlfriend that morning because she didn't want to change the number. Yeah, oh, yeah. Her whole thing, her, yeah, her whole thing was, uh, you know, how will my friends find me? And I said to her, I said, do what everybody in America does. Send them a text or an email that you changed your phone number. Yeah. And so I ended up going out to uh, Sprint and changing my number, and they gave me three choices to pick from, and I picked the one that I got. And uh, and that's, that, that's how I did it, you know, and, and I didn't know that the next day... 
all hell would break out with that phone. Now, as I understand it, uh, people, well, the number wasn't deactivated, but really it isn't the job of the guy that had it deactivated, is it? Isn't it Sprint's job, or are you supposed to, I don't even know how this works, I've never deactivated a phone number before, I've never had to deactivate a phone number before, because no one's calling me, but did Sprint just not deactivate it, or did he not? You know, I don't know what happened. I don't, what I think happened is, P.F., this is what I think happened. You know, this, this, this is a guy that was a moderately successful celebrity. Right but really has busted out in the last year. Yeah. And, you know, when, when you break out like that, everybody and your brother is calling you. Everybody you've had a cup of coffee with, and I think he just changed the number out of frustration because yeah. his phone was ringing too much. Absolutely. And, and now, I don't know what, how much time was between him changing his number and me getting the number. I have no information on that. Yeah. But it sure is interesting because I would like to know because it, it almost seems like it was immediate that I got the number. Yeah. Well, maybe he did it so quickly. There was something he was supposed to sign to deactivate the number, and he didn't do it. Like you said, that would that would fit. Um, okay, so it's a moderately success. We would say successful actor, and he's also a comedian. Yes, he is. Okay. Hmm. Well, I have an idea. Even though this guy, I don't think is widely known as a comedian. Even though I know a lot of people that know him, and uh, he is a comedian. Uh, and you say Kevin Nealon called you, thinking it was him, and wanted him to be on his show at the Laugh Factory. Yeah, Kev, Kev, actually Kev texted me and, you know, he said, uh, hey, can you do seven minutes at the Laugh Factory? Let me know, Kev. So I thought, oh boy, I better call this guy back because yeah. I didn't want to screw up anything for anyone. So when I told him the story, he just, he was so uh, enthralled by it and laughing. In fact, he's the one that told me to start writing the script now. He says, this yeah. is a movie. Oh, Write totally. The script. Totally. And, uh, and then he offered me seven minutes at the Laugh Factory, and it was the next day, so I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. You know, one day notice. Yeah. So I declined. But but Kevin and I uh, have talked quite a bit over the last week, in fact. And uh, actually, I'm meeting him tonight. We're, we've got a meeting tonight. So okay, cool. It was a great, yeah, it was a great encounter. I know a guy uh, from here who lives out there now who is good friends with uh, Kevin Neal and Rajiv Satyal. He's a comedian. So you may, if you say cross paths with Rajiv, say hi from PF. Um, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna bleep this out in post so people won't hear my guess. Um, and maybe down the road, once you reveal it, I'll reveal if my guess is right. So I'm gonna pause for a second. I'm gonna guess the name so I have time to bleep it out in post, and then you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay? I believe it is. No. Ah, oh, damn it! I don't know who else no, it could be then. Huh? He fits the mo. Okay, he's a he's a comedian who's busted out in the past year or so. And he's huge, and I think people, like, he doesn't move in Sandler circles because Sandler called you too looking for him. And I could see Sandler calling this guy. Okay. Oh, well. Then I'm stumped. <laughs> I tell you what. Literally a thousand people have guessed that huh. I've talked to. Wow. And only one, and only one person has gotten it. All right. right. Well, I guess we'll have to wait for the, for the big reveal, as they say. Uh, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a hint. Okay. BF. All right. He's got a movie out right now. Hmm. Okay. In theaters now. Okay. All right. In theaters now. Big blockbuster. Big blockbuster in theaters now. See, that would still be, but it's not. <laughs> no, no right. it's not him. Yeah, I'd love to get his number too. I bet that'd be a lot of fun as well. Yeah. All right, sir. So what? What are the plans now? You're writing the script for this thing, which it sounds brilliant. If you need some jokes for it, let me know. And, I will, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, we're, we're we're working on the script, and what we've got now is what we've done is. I didn't want to do a biopic. I didn't want it to no. be a, a moment-by-moment reenactment of what we've done. What, what I've done is 
taken, I've used the cell phone story as a catalyst right. for a screenplay. Okay. And, you know, it's it's going to have a lot of elements of what actually has happened, but we're going to embellish some things. And that's why we're talking to Neelan and John Lovitz and some other guys um, to get their involvement, because what we've come up with is really funny. Um, you know, it takes a funny situation that I have already and makes it even that much more funny. Cool. And, um, and everyone's, everyone's down with it. Everybody is It's, it's a great it. idea, yeah. It just sounds like you can't miss with this idea. It just sounds like you got some good people involved, too. And, and the way everybody got involved is just funny because they got involved because of the cell phone, which is just weird. Yeah, Alrighty. that's the thing, P.F., that people don't realize is, you know, some people will think, oh, what, who's this guy, you know, referring to me? But everyone's got to remember that I did absolutely nothing to seek this out. It wasn't right. an idea that I had or yeah. a scheme that I hatched. It all fell into my lap yeah. bit by bit. That's what makes it so and brilliant. every agent that I've called was looking for this actor. Every newspaper yeah. I called was looking for this actor. And they just liked my story, and then they just ran with me. Huh. There you go. So, hey, will he be in the movie? Uh, you know, we don't know. Um, but perhaps. I mean, he's... I'll give you another clue. He's done some producing as well. Okay. So he might he might have some involvement, and and that would be fine. But we're 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 shooting for someone bigger. We're shooting to get a Sandler in this thing. So uh, okay. You know you know I don't know you know we'll see. I mean it's what we've what we've put together and and, and you know you know ideas in Hollywood could evaporate in the ether in a in a moment. Yeah. You know, and and I, I'm trying to ride a hot streak here sure. with this. Yeah. And it's been a lot of fun, but if it all goes away tomorrow, I've still had a blast. You know, if nothing comes with it, I've still had a great time. And hell, so, worse comes yeah, to worse. We don't you, know what's going to happen. Worse comes to worse, you can make the movie. You did it before. It's not like you need yeah, a ton no, of production. Yeah, you know. yeah. It, 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 and I'll tell you, that's the difference, because when I talk to these, because I've got another script uh, that's being bounced around here in Hollywood called The Melonheads, which is that's based right. on yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the Kirtland Melonhead legend. That's right. And what's funny, Pat, is that you know, I, I turned in these scripts, and a lot of people, you know, it has moved up the charts at a lot of places, but some of the guys that, you know, I gave it to three months ago, uh, were, they never contacted me after they, they they received it, and now that the story's out, they're all calling me and telling me how great the Melonheads is. Oh, okay. So I, I think that the press and the publicity about this upcoming, hopefully, movie about my cell phone is kind of giving the Melonheads heat, too, so it's, it's kind of working. You know, it's great. Awesome. Well, excellent. Well, sounds like things are going well for you, sir. Well, you know, hey, look, I'm still living an average life. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not rolling millions. I'm not, I, you know, this thing has just been a fun story right sure. now. But, you know, the people that I've signed with have have plans and they're professionals and they know what they're doing. They certainly know more than I do. Yeah. So I'm just trying to stay out of the way of my own success and let <laughs> these guys handle it. And there do you their go. Jobs. All right. And uh, so that's what we're up to. Great. Well, good luck to you, sir, and uh, stay in touch. And uh, this should hopefully plot by the end of the week before I get the uh, football podcast rolling for the fall. And uh, yeah, well, it sounds like you're having fun with all that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been, it's been pretty cool. Um, I'll send you a, a link to it, and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, you know, um, actually, I'm getting hit up by a lot of these uh, stand-ups that have podcasts and radio shows. There you, go, uh, yeah. you know, Sam Tripoli. No. Sam Tripoli's a stand-up guy. He's done Ferguson. He's done a bunch of shows. Okay. He, he hit me the other day. And then I did something, uh, Grand Theft Audio, with a few stand-up comics the other day. I've heard of that. I can't remember who's behind that one. Yeah. Yeah, he's a guy. And then um, 
I'm supposed to meet with Kevin, film director Kevin Smith. He does a radio yes. show out of uh, the John Lovitz Theater. Yes, he has, and, a, uh, he has a big empire. Of, news. He's got a big podcasting empire, he does. Yeah, well, I guess he wants me to, so I'm supposed to meet up with Kevin yeah. Smith and Lovitz. Yeah. I'm telling you, you got to get out of here, because yeah. this, I mean, now I'm getting all these invites to these these comics that think it's funny. So I'm getting, oh, one yeah. comic is inviting me, and then his buddies are all inviting me just because they yeah. want to hang out. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's great. All right, well, good talking to you, Bob, and uh, good luck with the the movie, and we'll look for it in theaters. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. We're going at it tonight, tonight. There's a party on the rooftop, top of the world tonight, tonight. And we're dancing on the edge of the Hollywood sign. And that was my former high school radio partner, Bob Gray. Look for him on a talk show near you, revealing the name of the actor comedian whose cell phone number he has inherited. But right now it's time to talk to Hot Shell Ray and discuss their big summer hit tonight, tonight, amongst other things. Here is Hot Shell Ray. Uh, excuse the audio quality. I recorded this on the portable digital tape recorder, but we still got a nice interview with those boys. All right, joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's RK and Ian from Hot Shell Ray, and we're going to reinvent the uh, first couple of seconds of conversation we <laughs> had because the tape recorder was paused. I'm going to put it on hold here so it actually stays. Okay, so we were saying that uh, Tonight Tonight is the, uh, it's the song of the summer, as far as we're concerned. Yep, that's what we keep hearing, and uh, honestly, I don't think it's going to get old. We, we kind of like that. Cool. Yeah. It's one of the highest compliments that we can Yeah, you know, right having, our, having California girls in this summer is a, is a good thing. Oh, yeah. So how did the song come together? Um, we recorded it. We were on tour with Parachute uh, last fall. And uh, we had a couple of days off in Nashville, and uh, we knew that we were getting ready to cycle into a new record and a new single. Um, and we had a couple of days off and recorded it, and um, it came out in February of this year. And it's just kind of been the record that won't quit. So it's really good. The deal where like you guys kind of had the riffs kind of in your head for a while, and you kind of knocked it out in sound check, or did it? Uh, it was, it was, you know, it's not really much. It's really the same three chords the whole song, which yeah. is what we, which is what a lot of our material is. Like, you know, we like to keep the same chords because it's really all about the melody. But yeah, yeah. You know, we, we wanted something fun and catchy for summer. Cool. Do you have a lot of other stuff in your canon? Because I know you have the EP out and stuff. We do. We have a lot, a lot of other songs. Um, we're, we're right now in between choosing the single, the next single, and we're we're in between like three or four picks, and uh, it's you know it's a great problem to have. So how long have you guys been at this? We've been together for about six years. Okay. Um, We've been together kind of longer like, as friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as a band, six yeah. years. All right. And we've been really lucky the way things came together because, I mean, we were all friends, like Mark I said before. Um, and so being able to be in a band with actually your friends, is, it wasn't something that was constructed by a label. Yeah. And now, like, just out being on the road all the time, it's just nice to have your best friends with you. So when the band came together, did everybody kind of have a sense of what they wanted to do as far as singing and playing guitar? And uh, did it? It started, it started actually as, you know, Ian started on uh, piano and guitar, and, uh, you know, we all kind of started on different instruments, but... I, we were all doing like a solo deal before, and uh, Nash and I started this thing, and I was singing in, in what started the band, and you know, Ian and him have been friends forever, and Ian's a talented enough musician where he was like, I can play anything, you know? So he jumped in the band and just went at it. So who were your influences? Did you guys bring different influences in, or did you all kind of listen to the same kind of groups growing up? We got a... I don't know. We, we, we all have very similar influences and very different ones. We all came from a, definitely a background of the Beatles and um, all, all the greats. You know, the Beatles started pop music, you know? Yeah. And that's something, like, we look up to them and growing up, listening to them all the time. And uh, But then you have the greats like, you know, Queen and Michael Jackson. And up till now, just, like, top 40 music as it sits today is stuff that we love as well in our inspiration. Yeah. 
Yeah. So where are you guys from originally? Uh, he and I were born in California, but we okay. consider ourselves Nashvilleians. We're all yeah. from Nashville. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, see, I would have picked California. Okay. There well, you yeah, go. I'm through. okay with that. Yeah, there I mean, go. I'm fine with being. Cool. So in Nashville, is it hard to be a rock band? Because there's such that country... Uh, you know, a lot of people influence? assume that. Uh, yeah. The country influence is great for the songwriting aspect of being from Nashville. Yeah. And it's great for player, like becoming a player out of Nashville. you got to be good to make it out of that town. Everyone's so good. Um, but, you know, it's not. I mean, we have, we have Kesha. Well, I'm proud to say we have, you know, Kesha, yeah. Kings of Leon, Paramore. You know, oh, we have a lot Yeah. All, are they in Nashville? Oh, yeah. no, I like my in general. Oh, yeah. In general, yeah. yeah. No, with you guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's just, it's good to, you know, that, that's, those are major players in Canada and Nashville. It's cool to be a part of that. Uh-huh. Well, how do you spell Troy, I think? Baltimore. That's right there, Baltimore. There you go. Um, and Rooney's California. Yeah. I only know because of hairspray. I only know Rooney lives in Nashville, I believe. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Everybody's moving to Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so how do you guys see the music industry moving? Because I know there's, you know, we always have these certain waves of things. And yeah. Uh, just, it seems right now it's kind of between a, a power pop thing, which is great for you guys, yeah. and the dance thing. Do you guys see any kind of competition I, there? Is it kind of tough to get airplay? Or You know, I don't, I'm not even worried about it. Honestly, it's, I think that the music industry, it's hard to predict a shift in what music is going to be, um, but we're not really paying attention as much to that. It's more about like, okay, does this, not does it sound like us, you know, like man, but does, does this sound, you know, just do our songs, being what they are, compete with what's out? Yeah. And I believe that they're different and that they do. And, yeah. you know, you know, music shifts all the time. It's hard to tell what's going to work and what's not. That's true, yeah, because once you guys get going, all of a sudden, six years down, oh, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Last year, you wouldn't have thought that would work. Right. But, yeah. you know, it's it's very different. It's swung, it's slow, it's not four, it's not four in the floor, it's, yeah. and it's, it's working. And yeah. it's always a gradual change, too. Like, a couple songs kind of seep into the charts, and yeah. it, it changes people's, like, idea of what they want to listen to. And it's always a slow shift, so you, that's exactly why you can't predict it. Yeah. But one thing is, I mean, I think that we're really fortunate to be a band doing what we're doing right now and being like in the top 40 realm being like one of the very very few there's bands there's, I mean there's Train yeah. there's Maroon 5 and as far as bands go top 40 wise there's just not that's true yeah yeah. and then so. you got you know for like your, your boys have a hard time getting <laughs> very cool time to be a part of a band yeah in that, in that particular um, speaking of have you guys uh, been to England yet or are you planning to go to England I think been you been to England do. before the band but yeah. we haven't oh, okay. yet we're, we're, I think that there's a good chance we're going to be going to the UK uh, this month. cool yeah All after right. the script tour I believe we're going to go oh awesome you want to questions from your question sheet? Oh, yeah. I have the most random questions. Did you get pictures, Did you get pictures yet? Not yet. Did okay. You we want to take a video. My youngest daughter couldn't make it. She loves the uh, night tonight. Okay, seven. Cool. Yeah, so we can do a video message to her. Well, we played at the okay. concert so bad she memorized that entire song just oh. for it, but we figured she was too young to go. My wife hates it, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, but, but, we, uh, but we're we love it. We always are throwing our hands up in the air and driving. She's wearing the cards. I think she doesn't like it just because I like it. I think that could be it. That could be it. She doesn't like anything you like. That's right. Oh, yeah, totally. Way bigger hits. She has yeah. a new song now. Uh, yeah, it's my moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's hey, she's 
yeah. She hit the lottery. She did a vanity song, and it, and it worked out. Yeah, I, if I was her, I'd be pretty pumped. Yeah. Now the whole gang is here. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Come on, we have the your... Oh, nice. Thank you. Twinkies. Favorite and least favorite word. My mom gets really annoyed by me complaining about words I hate. I, I really hate Sammy hates me. I love y'all. Y'all. Because David Lazal does something that I say all the time. And, and you know, sometimes when we're traveling up north, people really like. Hey, what's, what's the plural of y'all? You and all, all y'all. You and all y'all. I say, I say all y'all. I say y'all. I know the generous too. I know. I don't know if my favorite word is Uber. Uber. My favorite word is Uber. Disgusting. I hate the word legit. Legit. I can't stand that word. I'm with you. Write this real quick to make sure you didn't have one that said legit. No, I can't legit. I have. I don't know about legit. I don't know about any words. I don't like the word goofy much, but I don't like the most. Yeah. Corrosive and any derivative, like derivative of that kind of thing. Oh, how about awesome? Oh, when people say yeah, when they don't say awesome correctly, they're like, oh, do this awesome. Um, and then L. Like orange, like orange. Uh, that orange. Me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Does that. It bugs me. I say okay. I say aunt, and I, I don't. And museum kind of kind of bugs me. Because ants crawl on the ground. Yeah. You pick. I think ubiquitous is being overused, but I'm not gonna stop using it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Saying it. Should. All right. All right. One more question. Canada then we'll do take care oh, of business okay. here with liners and photos. And do you guys watch the show Friends? Yes. Uh, yeah. All right, there we what go. is your favorite thing about trees? <laughs> I don't watch it. I don't watch it. I don't watch it. Did you see like the one episode leafy. that we didn't leafy. leafy? We're looking for leafy. Oh, we're looking for leafy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Oh my God, we're gonna buy them. Acho Ray, right before their show in Columbus, Ohio, a few weeks ago. And uh, just before that same show, we spoke to the headline act. We spoke to Travis Clark of We the Kings, and here's that conversation. Hey, Travis, how's it going? This is Hi. Hannah. Hannah, we'll try to five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's Perfect. fine. Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, you guys have been at this a while. Yeah. I don't make you feel old, but I'm 45, so I probably won't make you feel that old. Oh, no. But, uh, so do you guys feel kind of like you're the, the veterans on the tour and you're kind of showing the the young kids you're with, you know, what, what's what? Are they, they pretty Not really. I, it's weird because, like, we're all, like, the same age. I just guess we got oh, okay. kind of um, started earlier. Like, when we were in middle school, is kind of when we started the band, so we've been doing this for what seems like forever. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I, I like it. There's... We learn stuff from every band, you know, whether we've been doing it uh, longer than them or not. It's it's uh, it's fun to be able to feed off of everybody else, and if we can teach uh, them some stuff too, that's you know that's really cool as well. We every tour we've been on, we've learned stuff from some of the other bands that we've toured, whether we're headlining or opening. You know, that's cool. Hannah has questions. Oh, I have weird stuff. Okay. Okay. Here you go. Okay, I almost tripped up that. Uh, I wanted to get some weird fun questions because these are all kind of random. Okay. And one that my friend told me to ask, and that I'm really curious about is how. How long does it take you to do the hair? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> it really, I don't know. I think I roll around a lot when I sleep, and it kind of, like, becomes, like, half dreads, half just craziness. Yeah, a lot of people just say that I, that it's all filled with secrets. Uh, maybe, maybe that's it. But uh, I don't know. I don't really do anything. I just kind of roll out of bed, and, and it is what it is. Every day it's something different. Um, weirdest fan experience? Weirdest fan experience. Um, we've had a couple. Uh... The other day we got booty dolls and we weren't uh, we weren't we weren't sure you know we don't believe in that stuff but like we weren't sure if like we threw them out if like something would happen to us 
So we kind of put him in like a, a covered area in the bus so that he would just stay there and just like be normal. But one, the foot broke off on Danny's, uh, on Danny's oh booty doll and he stubbed his toe that day. So it's freaking everybody out a little bit. My sister collects booty dolls, so. There's a little mini ones they sell now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, your opinion on Rebecca Black? I've got my excited shirt right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I think I think she's awesome. Um, unfortunately, she gets a lot of crap, but um, I don't know. She's she's just doing what she loves. She's making music, and I respect that. That's my like, exact opinion. And all my friends are just like, I'm gonna make fun of her because you respect her. I'm not sure we were showing some love here too. See, I'll they did a match with both Baby and Friday to display that they were the same song. <laughs> they are definitely the same song. I mean, I, I, I'm a I'm a songwriter, and and I know how music is made and I know that she actually didn't write the song yeah. but she's getting all this hate and it's like she didn't even you know it's like yeah. I don't know it's it's weird um, I hope the best for her I hope that, uh, that she I think she's taken it really well yeah she could have had on her Alright, next question, man. Um, uh, what band do you, would you be touring with that you would quote unquote be fangirling over, for lack oh, of a better yeah. word? Um, I think I would I would go crazy if we, we toured with Coldplay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Chris Martin is like yeah. one of my favorite songwriters, and I would watch them every night and just like totally just jaw wide open. Like, just, I, I would love it. It would be so amazing. I would learn so much from them. I think their songs are so anthemic, and uh, I think everything about their music and his voice. It's just it's amazing. Okay, one more quick one. We'll do picks and a liner and then we can let him go. <laughs> You, you watched the show, Friends? Uh, I have seen it before, yes. Um, yeah. You might not know. Then. And I had a Friends and Judge joke there <laughs> going on. Oh, okay. Favorite and least favorite word. I hate the word legit, so I had to ask. My least favorite word is probably the word moist. Uh, <laughs> my friend Emily hates the word moist. All we talk about is how much we hate words, so when we're trying to learn each other, we say this is legit moist and stuff like that. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I think that's the most disgusting word in the, in the English language. I just started hearing it like a year uh, ago. Scrumptious and panties. Okay. Right. And then, uh, and then I think my favorite words, I, or the word I say the most, is probably dude. Right. I, say, I say dude more than anybody should. Cool. Well, some good stuff there, Travis. Uh, thank you very much. Travis Clark of We the Kings, and we are up against the clock here. Uh, just have time to remind you to uh, like us on Facebook, subscribe in iTunes. Uh, helping out on the podcast today was Hannah Ruth, and the logo, of course, is designed by Dan Cable. Music by Johnny Veropoulos, Doug O'Connor, with a little help from me. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. There was Bob Gray talking about his... Uh, uh, finding the uh, cell phone or getting the cell phone number, I guess, of a famous comedian who turned out to be, yes, Nick Swardson. And uh, yeah, Nick was very cool about it and so forth. And um, yeah, since then, Bob also is, he directed a movie, uh, Bigfoot. You can find that. There's a couple of Bigfoot movies out there. Uh, so you may have to dig for that one. Then also, uh, he was trying to turn the uh, Legend of the Melonheads, which is a big legend up by where we grew up in Cleveland, into a movie. He, they novelized his script in the hopes of reversing direction and making a movie out of it. Now, that hasn't happened yet. It may yet after all this pandemic pandemic nonsense is over. But in the meantime, oh, my funny story real quick. Uh, our next episode in the Deep Archives, uh, should we, and we probably will get to that, is Andy Kindler. Andy was on the show I think it was Landy's last appearance last year, I brought up the fact... I don't know how this even came up. Oh, because Bob came on the show again and was talking about how he did stand-up in Phoenix or Tucson or somewhere, and he had to feature for Andy Kindler because the feature got sick or something, and Bob was supposed to, I think, host, and he wound up featuring. So anyway, 
And uh, and I guess Andy and Bob didn't really take to each other, not in a bad way, but they kind of had some funny things to say about each other. So uh, Bob thought Andy was nuts, and Andy thought Bob was full of himself. He goes, oh, he's the guy that found, got Nick Swartzen's phone number, right? So pretty funny stuff. I will um, I will try to dig back through the archives and post on the Podbean page if I could find which episodes those are. It was pretty funny. So anyway, that's that. We're up to the song of the week. Colony House is the name of the group. They are from Nashville, Tennessee, um, suburban Nashville, Tennessee, Frank. Franklin. And uh, it's two brothers uh, who founded the group. They're the sons of Stephen Curtis Chapman off of Christian Rock. How about that? And uh, they have kind of a, at least on this sound, they have a, uh, I would say an 80-ish sound in a way, yet very strangely, uh, well, not strangely because they're similar, uh, contemporary alternative sound, uh, AAA sound, if you will. And uh, the song we are going to play, let me see, I was waffling between two different songs here. What did I finally come up with? Oh, uh, it's called uh, Leave What's Lost Behind, which was uh, one of the singles from their current album. And the title track, Leave What's Lost Behind, they got a couple albums out there. Do check them out. Uh, this is uh, gets anthemic in parts. I think you're going to dig it. So this is Colony House, song of the week on TF's tape recorder, uh, Leave What's Lost Behind. So long and thanks for listening.